Hello, comedy fans. Earthquake is a comedian, actor, and radio personality. You can hear his show, Quake's House, on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio, Sirius XM Channel 96, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And you can see his stand-up here in Austin at the newly reopened Cap City Comedy Club in the Domain this Thursday, August 11th through Sunday, August 14th. Tickets can be had at CapCityComedy.com or TheRealEarthquake.com. Quake, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? I am so blessed, man. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here with you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. The honor's all mine. I, I do have to admit, though, while I'm mostly doing well, I'm dealing with a bit of a, an existential parental crisis right now because last night I was cooking dinner. You have three kids, right? Yeah, I had three of them. Three of them. Okay, so I've got two kids of my own. They're seven and five. And so last night I was on the verge of making dinner for the family, and uh, my five-year-old son told me that he just wanted his carrots raw. And so I said, oh, you want your carrots raw like Bugs Bunny? And he's like, who's Bugs Bunny? So at that point, oh, I realized no. that I'd kind of failed as a parent. So what I did is I showed him and his seven-year-old sister a Bugs Bunny cartoon before dinner. The good news of that, Quake, is that that's going to be the most enthusiastic they ever eat a raw carrot in their lives. The bad news is that they've now been exposed to 1940s cartoon Japanese minstrelsy, unfortunately. <laughs> i'm surprised they found it even amusing or entertaining with our cartoons because i try to introduce mine to my children they like this uh this ain't good that's you know so there was good. there was a little bit of that reaction too unfortunately we started to watch a porky pig cartoon after that and they're like what in the world is going on right now but that's neither here nor there i'm excited that you're coming to austin on thursday through sunday uh, I know you've been here in the last year because you've been on Rogan's podcast. Have you spent much time performing stand-up in Austin, though? Um, no, not at all. I'm looking forward to it. Never been to this club before. Um, yes, I came down to see Joe. Uh, me and Joe are friends, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hear so much, so much about the city. And, uh, you know, everybody says it's a beautiful city. You know, when I used to live in Houston, like, you got to go to Austin. Oh, it's beautiful. It's got the L.A. over the mountains and it's cool and everything. All I knew about it was University of Texas. That's right. You lived in Houston. When were you in Houston? I lived in Houston um, um, all the way up until the pandemic, uh, 2021. OK, what did you love about H-Town? Uh, the state of Texas, no tech, uh, no state taxes. <laughs> That's fair. As far as Austin is concerned, you're going to be at Cap City Comedy Club. And this is a venue that is uh, pretty famous amongst comedians because it's been a great place to come perform for a long time now. Well, the Helium people just reopened Cap City in a much nicer part of town. And I got to tell you, as somebody who is a big fan of the old place, the new venue blows the old one out of the water. Went and saw... Jeff Ross there last weekend. It was my first time to experience the place. You're in for a real treat. And the other thing about Austin too, Quake, as you're probably well aware from Rogan and some other people moving down here now, Austin is really starting to turn into a stand-up mecca, uh, a, an epicenter for the art form and really not having to deal with a whole lot of the BS that you do with places like the Comedy Store now out in L.A. and the, the Hollywood scene that comes along with that. So it's it's really purely about the comedy here. And uh, there are a lot of people looking to laugh, too. 
Oh, that's that's great to hear. Um, you know, I love the art form, of course. Um, it's a great art form. And, you know, I, I really get upset when people try to infringe on the right of any comedian to say what he feels. Yeah, we're in a unique time for stand-up. You're obviously friends with Dave Chappelle. He produced the Netflix special that came out for you earlier this year. And a number of other guys who have had to deal with this idea of cancel culture. Some people don't think that cancel culture is real, though. Where do you stand with all of that, uh, this this concept of cancel culture and trying to, uh, to nix people for maybe saying something on stage that's intended to be funny that some just take offense to? Well, it's real. I just refuse to participate in it. I think um, certain people, and then we have a segment of our population, just wakes up in the morning looking to be offended. And um, that's what we're dealing with. So that's the main thing is certain people just want to be offended. I tell my colleagues, man, do you. And um, a lot of the circumstances stand where they stand. Uh, one uh, gentleman who seems uncancelable is the very funny Donnell Rawlings. I spoke with him a few months back. You're going to be on tour with him coming up here pretty soon, starting in Houston, I believe, at the end of this month. And it's interesting to think about you, Donnell Rawlings, Martin Lawrence, uh, Dave Chappelle. Obviously, there are so many funny people who grew up or spent time around Washington, D.C. in their youth. What is it about D.C.? that has helped to crank out so many funny people over the years? Um, D.C. is a city that you have to be brutally honest to to live and survive. And we deal with the truth. And any discrepancies that you have, we bring them to your attention, and you have to uh, defend yourself with them. So that's what people always ask me. Why are comedians so great in D.C.? We have a farm system when we're kids. We've been... We call it joning or uh, just talking about each other when we was young. And it just raises some of the greatest comedians ever to walk this earth. Just trash talking. You got to grow that thick skin and you have to be uh, too quick to respond as well, huh? Exactly. Exactly. You 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 pinpointed exactly. Trash talking, facts driven, distrep- uh, <laughs> discrepancy risen, you know, all of those adjectives. So much like Donnell, you also served in the Air Force uh, throughout the 1980s. You end up uh, honorably discharged in the early 1990s uh, for something that's very commendable. You disagreed with the uh, Middle East invasion going on there at the time. Uh, how did serving in the military for 11 years impact your life, Quake? It let me know. <clears throat> it let me know. D.C. is very segregated. It's very um African American, that's why they call it uh, Chocolate City. And it, what it did was the military did to me, let me know the world is big other than the geographical location I live. But more than that, it exposed me to people that I would have never been exposed to had I not went in the military. And it gave me a worldly view that we have more things together in common than we do separate, you know, because I had a white roommate. And he ate more fried chicken than any black man I ever met in my <laughs> life. I mean, he ate bar- he ate buckets and buckets of Kentucky fried chicken. And I was like, Timmy, Lord have mercy. He said, have you tasted biscuits? I said, yes, Timmy, but not 12 of them. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I mean, he was, and that let me know, man, we all the same. We got more in common than we have different. And he was one of my best friends. He was from um, Alabama, and I mean, he ate fried chicken like no black man ever have and ever will. Now, uh, you have to take anything you read on the internet with a grain of salt, but did, was it correct what I read on, I think, Wikipedia last night that you actually quasi-performed stand-up for the first time while also in the military during uh, some sort of um, talent show? Yeah, I was trying to get out of work because I was a terrible soldier. I did MC with this thing called Tops and Blues. And it was more or, less, more, more or less trying to get out of work than trying to find a career. But uh, that's what happened. It found me another way, um, something to do. and Because my career is like that. Um, it was no epiphany. It was just the best decision that day. And no better decision has came this way. That's all. And uh, I owe that to the Air Force also. Hmm. So uh, obviously you've uh, you've done some great things uh, in stand up, also in acting, voice acting. You're obviously a radio host as well, and it's uh, interesting to think about uh, where stand up is right now. We talked about the cancel culture, but there's also this this weird uh, dichotomy that exists between the comedian and the crowd right now, with individuals feeling empowered to go up on stage if something is said that they disagree with. Have you ever had to deal with a, an unruly audience member trying to come up, uh, come at you like Will Smith did Chris Rock at the Oscars earlier this year? Yeah, I had them come up, but they don't come up. They know I'm from Africa, and that mic stand is a javelin. <laughs> and um, I show them what it is. You know, it's very hard to run up there if you got a mic stand in your <laughs> – <laughs> in your lungs so no um my crowd mostly has been tamed god bless uh thank god but i had a couple of people run up but they wasn't valid okay that's good yeah that mic stand gives you about an extra four feet of reach and it also the stand itself weighs about 15 to 20 pounds at the base so that's going to hurt if it hits you in the the lung of the head yeah, but you want to do it like a javelin. See, I'm so good. I should be in the Olympics because I know the thrust it right in there. Like I was from Wonderconda. Yeah. And uh, you, it's hard for you to run up there if that's in your rib. What did you think of uh, Will Smith and what he did to Chris Rock? Obviously, you're friends with Chris having uh, worked on uh, his show in the past. Uh, was that uh, Was that upsetting to you to see that play out? Um, no, because I mean, it was upsetting that Will would do that because I kind of like Will, you know, I kind of know him, but you know, I gave him an excuse. It's just an example of what happens when a man loves a woman that doesn't love him. So, is I'm never surprised when that dynamic is brought to surface because it's nothing that a man won't do for a woman that he loves, and it's very tragic if he loves her and it's not reciprocal reciprocated back and that's what it was and you'll keep trying to prove it and that was just the tipping point hmm. one more bit of internet fat check if you don't mind i've seen two different versions of uh how you got the name earthquake so how did you get the name earthquake quake um the truth part of it is um i i named myself earthquake just in case this uh, journey of comedian being a comic didn't come to fruition and I wasn't good at it. I didn't want to mess up my good name. So if something happened, you know, if I didn't I didn't become successful, 
God forbid, was terrible at it. Someone say, hey, earthquake. I say, hey, who's earthquake? My name is Nathaniel Stroman. I don't know no earthquake. They're like, you are earthquake. No, I am not, sir. My name I, is Nathaniel Stroman. Why'd you settle on earthquake? I have a friend back in the day used to make bad decisions in his life. And he was my lymphus test. I go there. I went to him say, hey, man, I'm thinking about changing my name to earthquake to be a uh, do comedy. I wouldn't do that if I was you. Hey, no way I'd do that. So I always go to the opposite when people make bad decisions. I say, thank you for the confirmation. Does anybody in your life call you Nathaniel? No, they usually call me. My mother used to call me that when it was time for me, for her to whoop my ass. But most people call me even Nate or my nickname, Pui or uh, Stro Stroman. Okay, and are you, do you live out in California right now? Yes, I just dropped my son off to work right now, and I live in Los Angeles. Cool, so I assume you've been in an earthquake before. What's the worst earthquake you've ever been in? I was in uh, my first one. I think it was in the 90, oh, in the 2000s, I think. And um, I thought the world was, it was, it's, it's a strange thing to have the earth move up under you. And I was at that time smoking a blunt and I ran outside and I was high and I seen cracks in the concrete. And I thought the world, I'm still thinking it from the fetishes that you see in movies, that the world will open up and swallow you up. I'm like, oh, Lord, look, it's cracking and everything. But it was just regular cracking um, payment that usually being here. But uh, it's very strange. And my condo is on a, um, is foundation is on rollers so the whole building just rolled it was it was very strange i was playing um uh street fighter smoking a blunt and i'm like did this this building just move and i went outside and everybody else was outside and i see the crack man i started running y'all better save yourself the world gonna get us and uh, that was my first one but now i take it like a soldier I'm guessing that's the last time you played with Ryu on Street Fighter. Yeah, Ryu was the one. I you I, I stay with the I stay with the uh, little Chinaman now. Yeah, you kid. Oh, you kid. Oh, you kid. Yeah, got to hit the old you kid on it. Did people coming up to you with earthquake jokes after that get pretty old pretty fast? No, um, people. I'm not the type that people just come and just tell jokes to you know so my my demeanor gives them the some for some reason an unwelcome approach you know what I mean? so like nah we ain't even gonna talk to this guy is that right yeah i mean really a lot of people don't you know my uh my mannerism gives them the impression that i'm not that approachable oh uh, the scroll had to be on my face Oh, you suffer from the same affliction that I do. You've got uh resting dick face. Is that what it is? I don't know about that, but I know it means don't come over here with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing, Earthquake. For anybody who's considering going to checking you out at Cap City Comedy Club this Thursday through Sunday, tickets to capcitycomedy.com. You can also go to therealearthquake.com to snag those tickets. What can they expect out of your show? Oh man, a hundred percent ignorant. I mean, always been the most intelligent comment you would get from an ignorant point of view. Um, constant joke back to back. Uh, 
If you need to see it, as you said previously, check out my special produced by the great Dave Chappelle on um, Netflix right now. You won't hear none of them, those jokes, but you'll see exactly what you're dealing with. And as a, I'm a very funny guy, and I look forward to coming down to Austin and being in Cap City Comedy Club. Please get your tickets. Hey, speaking of, uh, Dave Chappelle is one of my all-time favorites. What do you love about Dave Chappelle? Uh, his realness. Um his his toughness his non um just just re, re, refuse to bend down to the will of other people i mean his strength is is outstanding is is to be admired you know what i mean and uh he doesn't compromise and i think too many people around now the, some people need to compromise but when you come to the art that you that we're doing is jokes and jokes are subject subjective and people have to take that in consideration. What's funny to you might not be funny to somebody else, but the person is funny to need to hear it. Even if it's not funny or offensive to you, who are you to say that person don't need to hear that joke and get that laughter and that medicine that comes with it. And he believes in that. And I believe in that. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for this. Obviously, he is one of, if not the best comedian of this generation, but he's also, more importantly, one of the most profound humanitarians of the last 20 years now, too. True, true. He has a big heart, and he's a great person. He's a better person than he'll ever be a comedian. Well said. He is Earthquake, the comedian, actor, and radio personality. You can hear his show, Quake's House, on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio, Sirius XM Channel 96, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And you can see the stand-up at the newly reopened Cap City Comedy Club here in Austin in the Domain this Thursday, August 11th through Sunday, August 14th. Tickets at CapCityComedy.com and TheRealEarthquake.com. Quake, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, Best of luck. uh, Safe travels this weekend. Thank you, man, and I love you. Uh, keep it strong, man. I hope to meet you when I come down to Austin. Thanks to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. Thanks to Joshua Bates for the video editing. If you have any video editing needs, hit him up on Instagram at Forager Digital. And thanks, as always, to you for checking us out. You can watch, listen, learn, and connect for free at BooksOnPod.com. For Books on Pod, I'm Trey Elling. Good day.